This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers minicamp live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely, uh, fr- I feel like a glorious Friday. day. It's a Wednesday here. Uh, we just wrapped up the second day of uh, Steelers practice here at Heinz Field. Uh, one of the coaches who spoke this morning uh, was Terrell Edmonds, uh, the Steelers Austin. secondary. Terrell Austin's Edmonds. <laughs> Too many Terrells. Yep. Terrell, yeah. Terrell, yeah. One strong safety. Terrell Austin, uh, he, of course, coaches the secondary here, and his position is one uh, that it has you – know, they lost two guys in the offseason. Yeah, off right, right. People don't talk about that one a lot. Everyone's focused on the offensive changes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, he was asked about that today. Let's hear what Terrell Austin had to say. Everybody, we have Terrell here. Just a reminder, uh, use the raise your hand function, and we will call on you. We'll start with Dale Lolly. Hey, Terrell, uh, just wondering um, – you, you have a lot of moving parts in, in your secondary right now, uh, including one that uh, are, are you settled in on, on Cam Sutton as your as your starting slot corner or can somebody else take that, say, an Antoine Brooks or, or Millette or one of these other guys uh, and keep Cam on the outside? How, how do you kind of measuring all that? Uh, right now, uh, the way I'm looking at it is I know uh, I know Cam can play inside. And so uh, right now he is our working outside and we're letting these other guys kind of work inside to see what we have. And I think that's uh, the proper way to do it, to make sure we evaluate them, give them many opportunities to learn and see where they can go inside. And, uh, and so that's, that's how I'm looking at it currently. And if something, uh, if, if we don't feel real comfortable with what we have, then we would, you know, obviously address changes at that time. But I know for a fact that uh, Cam would not need a lot of reps if he had to to move inside and help us. But uh, that, that's where we are with that. Jerry Dulac. Uh, Terrell, you somewhat answered my question to a degree. Um, are you comfortable with the depth that you have at, at corner? And do you feel you need to go out maybe and get some, some veteran depth? Or was that to be determined? Oh, I think that's always you know determined by, by Mike and Kevin. I like our young guys. Um, you know, I know I like James Pierre. I like <clears throat> Jay Lane. Uh, I think, you know, we have some young guys that we, that are here as, uh, you know, a couple free agent guys we brought in and I'd like to see them compete and go. Uh, I think uh, ability wise that James and, and Jay Lane, I know for sure have ability to play in this level uh, in this league and be quality players. It just, depends on how fast and how, how far they progress here in the next couple of uh, basically the next four or five weeks, you know, you have this off season and we get back to camp, but I, I'm, I'm comfortable there, but I'm also, I, I'm also aware that uh, if we have a way to better our team and it happens to be a, an outside guy and it help, helps better our team, then I'm more than happy to have him as well. Jim Colony. Yeah, Terrell, obviously there's no hitting here, but in terms of getting a getting a, a beat on your defensive back, specifically corners, as to whether or not they can cover, um, is, is that something you can actually get a pretty good a pretty good idea of in a, in a mini camp? Yes, uh, I think you can. I think the, the coverage aspect, and we've been you know going through OTAs, we've been able to get some seven-on-seven seven stuff, so you have an idea about their movement skills, about their ability to play the ball in the air, <clears throat> about their understanding of coverage and route recognition. So you can get all of those things uh, without the tackling right now. And then um, as we move into camp and once you get the full team stuff, 
Nope, we are back. Oh, we're back. We're having some kind of issue. Yeah, that happened yesterday, too. I don't, back. Happened I, don't, I don't know what the deal is with that stuff. but uh, I was into that, too, and all of a sudden, boom, he was gone. Yeah, uh, but he had a lot of good stuff to say. Uh, I, I, as you heard, I asked him about you know the, the changing moving parts there in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, People for, asked him, too, uh, you know, you guys – thinking about a veteran you're excited about the young guys and yeah i mean basically the answers you would expect it's not like but we don't like any of these guys we're on the market for a guy you know well and and what he talked about there was okay so cam uh sutton has been working outside Mm -hmm. right throughout the whole process here thus thus far that we're not giving away any secrets here no no tara austin just just said said it it. you just said it right the reason for that makes a ton of sense you know he can move inside. You know he can play inside. Yeah. That's what he's done the last four years. I think the way that Coach Austin just mentioned it was he doesn't need many reps to move inside. No, he can. He, we know he can do that. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a set thing. So, but you've got to find out who your backup is there mm-hmm. or oh, who the guy question. is. Maybe somebody emerges like Mike Hilton did four years ago. That's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for. The next Mike yeah. Hilton, right? And then Whether you're able to keep or... Cam Sutton on the outside. Right. And that makes everybody better. The, other, the fallback plan, however, is – Okay, you, can you, do it. you got to bump Sutton inside. He's your he's your best mm-hmm. slot corner option. Okay, if Justin Lane's too good to keep off yeah, the field, yeah, or Justin Lane and right. James Pierre. Okay, you know what? The, you know we got two young guys here that we like as well, but they're trying to find that that another slot guy. Yeah, yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And I don't know how important it is to their defense, and they would never come out and tell us, but they seem very comfortable with a left corner, a right corner. And a slot corner. Yeah. You know, we don't want our right corner going to slot. You know, we want these guys to be very comfortable playing mostly outside the numbers on their side, like a left tackle and a right tackle. Get used to using that sideline as a boundary, as a helper. You know, you know who you're playing against. You're not lining up against slot receivers or big tight ends as much and whatnot. One thing I, I didn't know, just this last week or so, I've been really digging into personnel groupings around the league you know who's using nickel the most dime the most etc etc the Steelers and Ravens and the Ravens aren't surprising not that they use dime so much but the Steelers had four corners on the field I think tied with Baltimore for most in the league you know four guys at once yeah I think that has to change you know I mean I think that's just because we like Hilton we like Sutton we have our two outside guys but it, the, it, some teams don't do that ever, you know, so they clearly show a willingness and a propensity last year to have four corners on the field at the same amount of time or at the same time more than any team in the league. So yeah. if they're going to yeah. do that, maybe Lane and Hayden or your outside guys and Sutton and a name to be named later is that, or maybe they want to play less of that. And they just did it because – that's the you know they that was their best red. grouping yeah. yeah they painted their in red you know because they had red paint so I think that's interesting I mean the way it lines up right now if they put six corners on the field there's a better player on the sideline than it's on the field you know I mean yes. it, it, unless somebody emerges out of nowhere you know what well, I mean well and, and you know the the league has trended towards these hybrid players right right you know you want the, it's you, hard to say what some of these guys are yeah exactly. you're, you got a, a a safety who's a corner I mm-hmm. mean Helton was a safety. Mike oh, exactly Hilton, right. Mike People was forget a safety, that. Right, yeah. he came to the league as a safety. It, you know, and you know, I've been asked, you know, how about some of these guys? Can they run well enough for slot corner? I'm like, Mike Hilton wasn't fast. No, <laughs> Mike, he's Mike not a Hilton, four-four guy. Mike Hilton didn't wasn't a great coverage guy. No, what Mike Hilton had was good ball skills, toughness, toughness, 
and just an innate ability to blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they yeah. probably value that out of their slot guys more than maybe some teams do. Or, again, it's a, maybe just that's their best option. They couldn't keep him off the field, so have him do what he does well, you know, as opposed to you're not going to drop him. You're not going to have him play man coverage against Wes Welker and right. Edelman time and time again with no help whatsoever. And slot guys do get a lot of help. Almost always going to be somebody in the behind of the field, you. Yeah. They're in the middle of the field. Bush is closely to your side, and you can use those guys like boundary corners, use you know, use the sidelines. So it'll be interesting how that secondary shapes out. But, you know, just talking about personnel groupings, the Steelers, well, the Patriots were way higher than everybody else in this category with seven defensive backs on the field. The Steelers were second or third in the league in percentage of actually using seven defensive backs on the field. And I've dug into that more because I'm closer to this team than the other 31. I think some of that is – where I got these numbers from might have counted Marcus Allen as a DB, which he's probably yeah, more a linebacker a because it's he's played about two hundred more. He doesn't even work out with the DBs anymore. No. He's with the linebackers, but he might be on you know listed as a strong safety on some yeah. depth chart around the yeah. league. You know, and he played like two hundred snaps last year. So well, it's weird because you see him out there and he's wearing a twenty-seven. Right, right. I mean, so I can see anyone thinking he's a strong safety you're just doing the, Yeah, you're right. just on the flyby. You go, oh, they got a safety on the field. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if you go to our lad's depth chart, he's a safety. I don't know. But so, but they do play a lot of small, fast personnel more than people realize, I think. So a lot of these DBs are going to play no matter what. I mean, as is the case with every team. But this team more than others is if we're based off last year's numbers. One interesting guy that Austin talked about there uh, was Antoine Brooks. Yeah. And we, we, His we, name keeps coming up these last yeah, few we, days. Yeah, we talked yeah. about him with Bob a little bit. He was a sixth-round pick last year. Uh, if you look at the combine numbers, uh, 4'6", 4'40", at the combine. Mm-hmm. Now, he did that at 5'11", 220 pounds. I wonder what he weighs now. He looks lighter. And that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's an in-the-box Jamal Adams safety. Right. You know, I don't think he needs to be 210-plus. Yeah. Uh, his 20-yard split was 2.7. His 10-yard split was 1.6. But he did 18 reps on the bench. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, he played, He's a pretty well-put-together guy. He played a lot of slot at Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had some, you know, showed some ability to blitz. He had, he had, uh, I think, three and a half sacks. I was thinking about Maryland. him as a blitzer and a run stopper from Four that Four interceptions. Yep. Uh, and we've seen him, and again, we're not giving anything away here because Terrell Austin talked about it. We've seen him a lot in the slot yeah. during this offseason. We saw him there a little bit last year when they played Cincinnati. He'd be lined up in the slot. Um, he gives you that, that size. In uh, Austin, I thought this was really interesting uh, later in that conversation, said your nickel corner has to be part cornerback, part linebacker. They do. It's a really physical position. Yeah. You know, no Joe Hayden, when we that. talked to Joe Hayden earlier today, and he was asking, you know, did you ever play in the slot? He goes, a little bit during my rookie, uh, you know, early in my career, he says, I wouldn't want to play it anymore. It beats you up. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> if you're playing Tennessee, you're tackling Derrick Henry a lot as a slot yeah. corner or a guard's pulling around that you got to take Somebody's on. Hit, somebody you know? bigger than you is hitting you a lot. A lot, a lot. And even just piles. You know, you're in a lot of piles. You're not just the last guy up to the pile. I mean, you're getting pushed around a lot. You know, I always talk about those outside corners. Okay, someone completes an out route on you. 
you push them out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Yeah. You give them a little, you know, a little nudge and move them out of bounds. Or the, the running back comes around the corner on you, and you just kind of you go low on him and get him on the ground. Yeah, or you know, you just keep outside contained to push him into a linebacker. Yeah, you know, or what you mean? just right. you know, get, not that it's easy outside contained to get him out of bounds. Right, let right. The, let the back run out of bounds. And, and the same is true for slot receivers. I mean, the Welkers and Edelman of the world. They get tackled by 320-pounders yeah. and, you know, the Bud Dupree's of the world smashing them. I mean, that, that's a very physical position. And with all respect to Mike Hilton, who obviously made it work and just got paid very nicely by the Bengals and is a good signing by them, you don't want someone that small there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would much rather have someone with Brooks's dimensions who probably runs just as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe better if they're just having a flat-out race. Yeah, I mean, it, now – they don't run 40 yards in a straight line ever either. No, I mean, that's a no very, it's all about change of direction, yeah, ability a short to mirror. Yeah. Um, and, quite frankly, ability to get guys on the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, you want your, you want your, your, your nickel to be a, a short tackler because mm-hmm. he's going to have to. And especially with this defense, that is a heavy blitz position, especially on early downs when people aren't expecting it. Um, so that would make some sense. I mean, that may even be an upgrade. Yeah. Again, no respect to you – know, disrespect to Hilton, but a bigger body there might help you against the Browns and the Ravens. Well, and there were times in the past where the Steelers would, would – they would use Hilton and Sutton interchangeably but because interchangeably, yeah they're right. both playing they're both playing uh, slot cornerback but they're doing different things there. You're playing a team yep. okay this guy's a bigger a bigger receiving threat. Sutton's a better cover slot. guy. Yeah, he's the better coverage right. guy. That's and he why also he can bump to be outside. You would never have bumped Mike Hilton never. outside. He would have got killed again. on an island outside. Yeah. Right. Without question, even with help outside. I mean that's, he can only do one spot for you. So I mean that's where it comes down to is probably a much easier decision than many of us let on. Should we invest in Hilton or Sutton? Well, Sutton to me, it was both. never a question. Yeah, we, and we often and I like up, Mike Hilton, a great sure, guy. Sure. You know, loved uh, you know, covering him over the last four years. It's a great but, story. I mean, yeah. self-made guy. He's easy to root for. He's, he was a really good stealer. But Sutton's way more valuable. Absolutely. Yeah, right. it's not even not even a, a discussion. But uh, but boy, they've been clear that searching, they think yeah. Sutton is. The starting outside corner all day long. Yeah. I mean, the that's Nelson why they move, cut the Stephen Nelson. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're they're telling you exactly what they think of him, and it's pretty high praise. Yeah. So, you know, they're looking at different guys. They're looking. Millet's been in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's uh, and he's a safety by trade, really. Yeah. And those lines are blurrier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had some Malcolm Jenkins type guys that were were safeties, but they come into the box a lot, and you know, so. Uh, don't look into it too much. That boy, they got a safety play in the corner. They're going to be slow. They're you know, going to get picked on. But I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Hilton or if it's Brooks or frankly if it's Sutton. Teams are exploiting that now. You'll yeah. see Tyree Kill move to the slot and run go routes. You know, like yeah. you better make a better well, beware. That's or, why you, know you got to I mean? have right, a, right. you know your 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 free safety is so important. Mm-hmm. But they're um, going to try to manipulate him with Kelsey to try to get him bite on another route. You know, yeah, so yeah, you know I think you're going to see the Steelers do some of that this year. Oh, you yeah. know, they're talking about moving guys around, and you know we spoke to Ike Hilliard today, and I said how important is it is is it for you guys this year that you know you're able to get Claypool into the slot? Yeah, right, um, right. That's a that's a it sounds win. like you a know, priority a little bit. You know, if you get if you get Mike Hilton lined up on Chase Claypool, I'm sorry, that's a win for the offense. You're going there with the football, yeah, yeah right. And they might see that twice a year going forward, right? You know, and, and Juju's very good out of the slot. He's best out of the slot. He has come out and said, "I want to play outside more," which would be very good for his career and his bank account and all those things. But he is capable. It's yeah. not like he can only play the slot, right? No, you know? he's he's, he's not. 
you know, he's not a, a Wes Welker who no. had to play the slot. I mean, he's because, played a lot of snaps with you know, AB when they're the only two receivers on the field. He's a five nine hundred and eighty pound receiver, typically has to play in the slot. <laughs> right, right, right. The thing that's changed now over the last few years is that the teams are putting those bigger guys in the slot. You're you're, you're seeing Julio Jones in the yeah. slot. You're seeing even an AJ Green when he yeah. was before he was done, they were lining him up in the slot, and he's not physical. And they're you know, doing a, it for a reason to get those matchups. Yeah, if you can get them on the Hiltons of yeah. the world. Well, this team's so, got two big cornerbacks, but their slot's 5'9". Mm-hmm. Okay, we want to get this guy in the slot so we can get that, that height yeah. matchup. I mean, so you would hope, not that Hilton couldn't do it, that a Brooks or somebody with those dimensions could bang those guys around a little bit more, you know, on, on these routes that are supposed to be quick-hitting routes. Yeah. If you can hold them up at the line of scrimmage for a beat longer – uh, get your hands on them in the, the first couple yards. Maybe you throw off the timing patterns on those, you know, two-way go routes and yeah. things like that. So it'll be interesting. But I do think little, sl- I mean, little players at any position are hard to coach around. You yeah, know, they just it, are. I mean, size matters. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can have the, you know, the the smaller outside the number receiver that can fly. Okay, you can live with those guys because they're so threatening with their speed. But at other positions, if you're little, I mean, you're going to get picked on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. big man's game show still. That you, uh, right. you're not, you're, yeah, you can hold Special up. traits. Yeah. But uh, we're going to take another break here. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive. You can uh, hear us uh, year-round uh, on uh, Steelers Nation Radio, as you are. some of you are today. But uh, we're, today we're also here on ESPN 970, uh, bringing you the ongoing uh, live coverage here from Steelers Minicamp at Heinz Field. The Steelers just wrapped up day two a little bit ago. Uh, lots of good stuff going on here. Uh, they'll finish up tomorrow uh, here at Heinz Field, and then be off uh, off until training camp. Yeah. Uh, but uh, former partner Matt Williamson, I'm Dale Lally. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lawley here with Matt Williamson. We're live at Steelers training camp, or training camp, I wish, <laughs> mini camp here at Heinz Field. Look at that feel, though. Uh, we are just talking here uh, about slot cornerback positions or slot, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, right. Slot, slot defender. Right. How about that? Nickelback. And it's funny because defense is so hard to pigeonhole now. What's a 3-4 versus a 4-3? You know, we were talking What's an about edge versus defensive right. end. Right. We were yeah. talking about Marcus Allen. Some people might look at him as a safety, but he's really a linebacker. Doesn't matter what numbers on his back. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of these nickels are big safeties, and you know, I mean, it's it's kind of ambiguous right now. It, it is. Uh, Doug Farrar on the Touchdown Wire uh, mm-hmm. just put out his rankings today of the NFL's top eleven slot defenders. Okay. That's a way to put. That's it. a nice slot way defenders. to. That's a good definition. Though. Yeah. Because I know some of these names. But he kind of cheated a little bit here. That's what I was, You mentioned that off the air because I think there's a difference between slot defenders and nickel corners. Yes. Because some of these guys, when you're in, quote, base with two corners on the field, they're out there every snap. Right. You know, they're not a Hilton And type. see, this is the thing. Like, okay, so number 11 on here is Marlon Humphrey. We see him a couple times a year. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey's uh, the best cornerback on the, on the Ravens roster. Yes. But when they go to th- uh, three cornerbacks on the field, he slides into the slot, and they bring somebody else on the field. So what mm-hmm. the Steelers could be asking of Cam Sutton this year is not outside the norm. No, that's a good point. I mean, Sutton could do Humphrey things. Yeah. I mean, Humphrey can, will follow number one receivers to the slot or out at right. times. Um, part of it, though, is 
uh, what's his face? Young got hurt. He's been there. Tavon Young corner. is their guy. Right, they right, gave right. him money, and then he's gotten banged up the last two years yep. because he's undersized. Because he's undersized too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to count on those guys. But like Peters, Jimmy Smith, Humphrey, they almost have one too many outside guys. Yeah. So somebody had to move in, and it's Humphrey, and it's Humphrey to yeah. his credit. But that's a tough. I mean, he's better outside. And the thing is, uh, when I think of nickel cornerbacks or, or slot uh, slot guys, I think of the guys who come onto the field in that position. In nickel. Like, like right. putting he, – he's got Humphrey on here. He's got uh, – I mean, while you're looking – He's got in, Darnell Savage on here. He's got who's, – yeah, who's a starting I, I, safety. I think like the Honey Badgers on that list. Too. He's got Xavier Howard on here who's a starting cornerback. Right. I mean, these are guys who, who have other positions that they play. They're not the true slot cornerback. They're not the true slots. I mean – even put picture it this way: If it's goal line and you have a four-four out there, you know, I mean, you got a big package yeah. out there. You still have Marlon Humphrey yeah. on the number one I mean, receiver. He's or, got Jalen Ramsey at number five, and he plays a lot of nickel now, where he didn't in Jacksonville. Yeah. He plays all over. He plays like the star position, they call it. But I guess he's not lying to us because his headline is slot, slot defender. Defender, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? So. We're splitting hairs a little bit. I mean, if you just look at, quote, nickel corners, like a Hilton or Moore for Indianapolis yeah. is, is probably one of the better ones. There's actually one that's pretty good on the market now, Poole from the Jets, and I don't know what's why he's still he was out hurt there. Last I, year. I think that was an yeah. injury situation. But some of those guys that aren't household names, they're not first-round picks that were 6'2 and 195 that run a 4'3'8". You know what I mean? Yeah. As I mentioned, he's got Humphrey, 11. Darnell Savage, number 10. Savage is a, state, a strong safety. Right. If I'm um, doing a safety list, Savage would be pretty high on it. And, and Farrar just put out his safety list. He oh, yeah, has, they did. Yeah. He, has him, uh, he has Darnell Savage ranked number three overall among safeties. Among safeties. One spot ahead of Minka Fitzpatrick at four. Okay. Um, I like Savage a lot. Yeah. I prefer Minka, but I think Savage but they're, is a they're, great They're young two player. different kind of players. They are. They yeah. are. Yeah. And we bring up Savage a lot because we always think there's a pretty good chance he might have been a he Steeler. He might have been a Steeler had the, the Steelers Bush not year. moved up right. for Devin Bush. He may have been the 20th pick in the draft to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Sean uh, Murphy Bunting. Okay. They're another team. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, and they invest a lot in their secondary. Not many first-round picks, but a lot of early picks in that secondary. But none of them are true slot corners. Yeah. I mean, even Murphy Bunting is more of an outside guy who, you know, bumped Jumps in. Inside. Because, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, eight is Xavier Howard. He's just like Humphrey. I yeah. mean, he's, a, he's the number one corner. A true follow-you cornerback yeah, who yeah. goes into the slot. Who can do yeah. it. Uh, seven, Teron Johnson with the Bills. Real quick, though, to Humphrey and, and Howard's credit, it used to be that you could get away from a Revis or yeah. whoever by Moving bringing inside. the guy to the yeah. slot. You know, and now, now you can still do it to some degree can. by you know stacking guys and things of mm-hmm. that nature to get a, get them away from that guy. Because we bring this up a lot too. If you're going to Revis or D on somebody and truly play one on one, and that guy lines up in the slot. Those other ten defenders have a tough time moving around. Yeah. Then. Now you know, you're like, now, who's now going your outside? slot guy has to go outside. Right. And then you got Hilton outside. And we just talked about that last yeah. time. And that's not what you want. You know. Uh, yeah. So uh, Teron Johnson, number seven with the Bills. Six Troy Hill, who just signed with the yeah. Browns, where my grandparents are from. Troy Hill. Uh, five Jalen Ramsey, as I mentioned. Uh, he does everything. Yeah. But I mean, if I had to take one defensive back in the whole league, I'd probably take Ramsey. But uh, I guess he does defend I mean, the slot. Here's a the lot. thing: from the slot last season, Ramsey allowed six catches on twelve targets. 
I'm sorry, man. I mean, 12 targets. 12 <laughs> targets is not <laughs> right. enough to uh, – yeah, you're number four. I, I'd like five. to know how many – snaps he snaps played in this good, slot, yeah. but maybe they didn't throw his way so much because he was so great. But yeah. 12 targets. I mean, he, played, he didn't miss any games. Yeah. You could say, put it this way. If you look at the stats, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick played 100 snaps in the slot last year for the Steelers. Yeah. Because sometimes you're free, your safeties walk, walk up, up and play. Yeah. Right, right. And do you think that goes up? But there's potential for it. I mean, he can do it. He can do it. Uh, who did you mention last segment about the slot corner that Oh, Hayden. You said, yeah, I've yeah. done it, but it beats you up. Like, yeah, right. I mean, I know Minka's a little bit more physical, more safety than corner, but I would think he doesn't want to do it a ton. I mean, he's right. very comfortable in deep middle, and those guys are harder to find. Uh, Mike Hilton, number four on this list. Interesting. Here's the he's stats. had a good career. Here, there's no doubt. Here, here's the stats on him, though. 39 targets. He, and remember, he missed some time. Yeah, year. yeah. 26 catches. Wow. Uh, 306 yards, 206 yards after the catch. Okay. Uh, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Now, the interceptions are great. I'd say three is a nice number. Yeah. I mean, right. Um, There's some but variance 26, there. But 26 to 39 for 306 yards is not great. Yeah. And at this position more than others, I'm sitting here thinking. You're okay. going to give up a higher completion percentage in right. the slot. It's an easier throw. Goes, it's a quick yeah. throw. If it's third and eight and I give up a catch for six yards, I did my job. Yeah. Right, I did my job. So I wonder if there's like a success rate. There. That would be good to that know. That would be good to know. I know Football Outsiders does that with their corners. Uh, three is Kenny Moore, who you referenced. Yeah, he's yeah. a really good player for the Colts. Um, but he's, a, I mean, just true slot yeah. third corners. Right. I think right. he's probably the best in the league. Two is Bryce Callahan with the Broncos. Mm, he had a really good year, too. Yeah. And yeah. what's crazy is they drafted, signed a corner, Fuller, drafted a corner. Uh, they have four high, high-quality yeah. corners that I wonder if one of them ends up in Houston or Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers or Watson or something like that. Number one is Tyran Mathau. Which is cheating a little. Yeah, he had 238, 238 coverage snaps in the slot last year. Yeah, he, I guess that's a pretty high number. Yeah, he, had, he allowed 22 catches on 33 targets for 295 yards, one touchdown with three interceptions. Okay. Okay, so this is yeah. That's the number one guy in the league according to Doug Farrar in his rankings here. Yeah. So to say that um, you know the Steelers can't find somebody who gives up a uh, my my UPJ math at work here a sixty six point seven completion percentage out of the yeah. slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully no big plays, but you make a few like Hilton right. at make three. Make some plays, yeah. And the sacks over the years or strips and things like that yeah. too. Yeah, I mean I. I wonder what the league and Steeler thoughts are on slots in general. You know, like, you and I liked uh, the kid out of Washington this year that went to Tennessee in the third round. Oh, uh, um, I so it's already it. been – He didn't run great, but yeah, – It's already been pushed out of my head. Yeah, but he was uh, – we thought he'd be a second. He went in the third. He, I thought he was the best true slot corner in this draft, but he fell and didn't run great. But who cares if he runs great? Right. I'm not sure if – is the league behind the times on valuing slots – or do they realize you don't have to be a special player there? You know what I mean? Yeah. you got to cut corners at some spot. Well, again, we'll go back to the Terrell Austin uh, interview, and he said, you know, you're looking – they're not going to last long in the league. You're looking for you know? guys with traits. Yeah. And his trait may be, again, great blitzer, or his trait may be he's a fantastic tackler, or his trait may be he, he's a great coverage guy. No one had more defined traits than Hilton. Right. One of them being small. I mean, one right. of them bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. One of you them's know. bad. Uh, do you use your traits? Mm-hmm. Do you overcome the bad ones, the bad traits? Uh, you know, th- so it's all about, you know, using the player to his best ability. Yeah. 
Yeah. And back to my big picture thinking of how much are we going to value slot corner? Would we ever use a second round pick on a slot corner? Like if slot corner is disaster this year, would the you see that was the that? thing with like when the when the Titans drafted Adoree Jackson? Yeah. Like he's he's a five foot nine cornerback. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you automatically he's not physical enough to be a yeah, slot. But he's right. not physical, so you automatically see that, and you go, "Well, he's slot cornerback sized, but is he physical physical enough to play?" Probably. But he's not. a finesse player. Same thing when the, when the Browns take uh, Denzel Ward fourth mm-hmm. overall. Right, right. Like, okay, he's a you five foot, be darn good. He's a five foot nine cornerback. He has to be so much better than a six one cornerback. Oh, yeah. Because that's yeah. usually who you see t- taken in the top ten like mm-hmm. that. And Ward has succeeded. Adoree Jackson got cut. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's got paid again by the Giants. But, you know, I think if if we had a, a conversation of who who do you think could lead the Steelers in sn- slot snaps in 2021, we could probably put five or six names on that list right now. Well, here's the thing, too, about this They're list. searching for that. I'm looking at this list. Okay, this is, again, Doug mm-hmm. Ferrar's top 11 slot cornerbacks. Here are his honorable mentions. Jordan Whitehead from Tampa Bay, a safety. Yeah, right, right, they right. They also had uh, the other B- yeah, Bunting. Bunting. Yeah, he was Murphy on the Murphy Bunting too. was right, on right. this list as well. Two different slot guys. Yeah, and two different skill sets. Uh, Kawam Williams from San Francisco is on there. Mm-hmm. Jalen Mills, with, now with the Patriots. Who's been <laughs> a safety in the yeah. corner, and he's been all the above, too. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson with the Saints. A safety. More, much more of a yeah. safety, right. Uh, Justin Burris with Carolina. Okay. Juan Thornhill with the Chiefs. Very much So a both safety. of their safeties. Yeah, both really. their safeties. And they, I'd have to study it, but I assume that they can be somewhat interchangeable. Right. That, you know. If the slot guy goes in motion, Thornhill might walk down and yeah. you know you, you rotate and you know, that, do that type of thing. And then the final one is Jonathan Jones with the Patriots. Okay, that makes sense too. But you know, okay, so uh, as I mentioned before, Minka played 100 slot, uh, slot snaps in the slot last year. Mm-hmm. That Could was he the qualified. That <clears throat> right potentially, yeah. I mean, Jalen like, Ramsey was started like 12 times, yeah, <laughs> you know, or whatever it was. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, so. I, I think everybody gets caught up in what well, has to be this one guy. I think that's very untrue. Yeah. I think this, this list, list in our conversation yeah. and the Steelers' way of doing things, even over the last couple of years, they've had they've rotated slots. Yeah. And they're very different players. One's an outside guy. One's truly a slot. Uh, they're working some safeties there now. I mean, it, I, 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 I should know this better, but I mentioned there's five or six names right now including some undrafted guys and some you know not real well-known free agents they've signed or added to the team, that they're kind of going to throw five or six of them in the mix and see which one or two or three sticks, you know? One of the other things, just one final thing on, on this subject before we uh, move on and take a break here, um, one of the other things that Austin said was that he's been with some teams that had they – ch- they, they changed who was playing in the slot depending on – what they Who wanted, town. what they wanted out of that position. Okay, maybe even based on down and distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Steelers or, have done that. Yeah, um, so that works too. Yeah, you know there are a lot of different ways to attack this, as opposed to just having one guy. Is it third and ten? Okay, we want our coverage guy out mm-hmm. there. If it's, if it's third and four, okay, maybe we want a guy who's they may run the ball here. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just thinking about the division. I mean, I talked about the personnel groupings I've been digging into. Nobody was in 11 personnel, three receivers, more than the Bengals. Right. And they're going to throw like crazy, and they just added a receiver. Yeah. You know, they didn't add a tight end, you know. <laughs> and that's a heck of a lot different than what you're going to get from the Browns and especially the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. You know, so maybe you want Brooks in the corner or in the slot against Baltimore and Cleveland, but not against 
Boyd. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Or so. last year when Brooks did play, it was against Cincinnati. Right, 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 right. right. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. But you want a lot of them to pick from. And I guess back to my point, too, is the league investing in them. This is what we said last segment. It's almost like running backs. Like, you, are you going to get eight years out of a slot corner? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, so, yeah. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how the Bengals use Mike Hilton this year. If they, it, it if would they, worry me a little for the Bengal fan. Yeah, if they brought you. him in to be a true slot cornerback and they say, hey, you're just a coverage guy. Right. That, you know, that, that, that might a, not go That's right. not using his talents the way to the best of his ability. Line up and play man coverage. Are they going to blitz Juju him as much as the Steelers Lander. do? Right. Did. I don't Probably know. not. I mean, nobody. Probably the not. Steelers are one of the highest blitz teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I like Hilton and I wish him the best. But if he's going to, if you if you're playing against the Bengals and you're Jarvis Landry or Juju in this division and, boy, I'm getting man coverage against Hilton time and time again, I think I'm. Put, want that guy in my fantasy lineups. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, I mean? one last thing. I mean, you can remember back about 10 years ago when Gronk was at the top of his oh, powers. Yeah. The one player the Steelers had that had a really good game against him was Cortez Allen. As yeah. A, as a rookie, right, right, they right. put him out there in the slot against no Gronk. Yeah. And he had he broke up a couple passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Gronk didn't destroy the Steelers in that game right, as right. he was wont to do. Um you know, you can you, you, you kind of mix and match it depending on who who are they putting in the slot. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to use there? Who are they going to use there? And that's one of the best chess games going, you know, week to week and play to play in the league right now. How how, how they're all these formations and how they're using people. And just look at the Steelers' offense. They have a lot of options to attack teams all over now. I yeah. mean, including the Friermuth pickup and, and Najee. I mean, you could put out five. Well, actually, I mean, there's probably – eight or nine skill guys you can put out there that are mismatch problems. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Depending how you want to use them. And they're, that's done for a reason. Yeah, so, yeah, so. without question. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive, a special edition here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp, live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We are back here live from Steelers Minicamp. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and Matt uh, covered a lot of ground today. Yeah, it's been quick-hitting, fun show. We're going to wrap it up here. We're kind of looking at an empty stadium, and uh, quite the day here. I mean, the the, the weather, the the atmosphere, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun, and uh, unfortunately it is going to come to an end here at some point. Uh, Bill Barnwell put out a, a piece today. Oh, did he? We do talk about Bill's stuff every once in a while. Sure. And his, uh, he's predicting which NFL players could break eight major records in 2021. Oh, wow. Okay. Here's the thing about the NFL. You know, baseball's different when it comes to the records. Yeah. I mean, there's 17 games. How did that you got factor 17 in? games right, right. this year. So are these going to be the record records? Uh, you know, I yeah. Mean, it used records to be a 12 are, game season. Records are going to go point. down this year. I would think. They'll passing be, records for yeah. the season. And, you know, right. We're going to see that change a little bit. So the current passing record for yards in a season is 5,477 by Peyton Manning, that Manning? Yeah. in 2013. Uh, the favorite, according to Bill, is Patrick Mahomes. To I think he's have a gigantic year. Yeah, I mean, he was injured a little last year. People are we going to see a six thousand yard passing wow. season at some point in the, the next future. like five years or so? Yeah. Maybe, especially if you don't call holding. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it sure helps. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the league is helping that way, and 
it, it sure seems like there's not the, the the number of great receivers entering the league is not slowing down. It is not, and the quarterbacks come in pretty ready too, and they're protected. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I bet somebody will get there in the next five. His years. guy just behind that is Dak Prescott. If you remember that Dak Prescott Boy, had a lot of yards. he had 1,690 passing yards in the first four games. Four of four games, yeah. Four they weren't winning, but year. it wasn't Dak's fault. No quarterback in league history had ever had 1,600 in the first four games before. Wow, he was a 1,690 through four. I think games. people do forget that. Yeah, and they got weapons. I mean, that t- that offense is loaded. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, see it. His long shot is Tom Brady. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is a long shot. I, think that's I don't. A real long I don't shot. think Brady gets anywhere near that number this year. I don't either. I, I actually think he's going to decline a little. Yeah. I, I mean, I've said that before and bitten my tongue, but I, I'd be shocked if he plays at a high level. Here's one: touchdowns. The current record, 31. Do you remember by who? We're not talking about pass. I mean, this is touchdowns. Period. Not by non-quarterback. Not touchdown passes. Tomlinson. Well, Danny and Tomlinson in 2006, maybe the greatest fantasy yeah, season what grand, yeah, exactly. <laughs> of all time. Right. Um, 31 touchdowns. So you'd have to average almost two a game yeah. to get there. I know Derrick Henry's been leading the league, but he's not going to get there. Wouldn't think. Not with a, a catching yeah. the ball. Uh, the favorite, Christian McCaffrey. That's a good one. I think he had like 21 last yeah. two yeah. seasons ago, which was also a historic fantasy season. 31, though, even with 17 <laughs> games. I don't know that that's broken in the next five years. You um, got to stay healthy. Yeah, it's t- it can yeah. be tough. Um, I think Tomlinson had like a five-touchdown game that year. And even in like week 16 or 17 back then, I think they you know, they were on the one and it didn't matter. They gave him a couple, you know, helpers. <laughs> Just behind him, uh, Dalvin Cook. Good one. Catches the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you think Dalvin Cook's going to play 17 games? Probably not. Probably not, right. Probably not. His, right. his history shows us that, no, that's not going to be the case. Right. His long shot is Joe Mixon. Not a bad long shot. Yeah. I think he'll get a lot of touches. I just don't see that being. I don't know any of them approaches 31. 31's a big number. I mean, I think the leader might be 20. Yeah. Uh, rushing yards. Najee Harris is going to have a few, by the way. 2,105. This okay. this is one of the older records on this book. Yeah. 1984, Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Um, teams don't rush the ball as they don't often run as, much. as Dickerson yeah. used to, or OJ, or some of those guys have had those 2,000-yard seasons people have had. Henry's been sort of close, but yeah. not that. I mean, he's led the league two years in a row, but he's not near. I mean, he wasn't at 2,000. I don't think anybody approaches it this year, even yeah, with an extra game. Yeah, uh, Henry's number one just behind him, Dalvin Cook. Okay. And then long shot, I, I'm not seeing this long shot at all. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No. I don't no think chance. he'll get close to enough no carries. He'll st- I mean, no chance. He didn't come close to 1,000 yards rushing last year. He'd have to break like 580 yarders. Yeah. You know just, what I mean? He's not, not going to pass. It's Andy Reid. Right. No, I think they may run the no ball chance. five times in the first half of games. It's, I could go with 20 backs. I'd pick over him. Absolutely. That's, that's mean, like, if Bill's Kareem can... Hunt gets hurt in preseason, yeah. Chubb has a chance. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, receiving yards. Okay. Calvin Johnson, 2012, 1964. Ooh. Do we see our first 2,000-yard receiver this year? I don't think so. That's a big number. It's a big, big number. Yeah. Antonio Brown was kind of on track for that the one year, mm-hmm. and he got hurt against the Patriots here. He was on pace to maybe maybe break that record, and he was having just a phenomenal year. Yeah, he was amazing. That was a 2016, I believe. I mean, to give you an idea, Julio Jones, I just read an article about him, so I know this off the top of my head, averages 95.5 yards per game, which is 
way more than anybody else in the league. Calvin Johnson's second. He's like 15 yards behind per game. Yeah. And that's not enough. Right. <laughs> you know, that, not that, enough. that still gets you to 1,600. His favorite for that is Stephon Diggs. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess he's as good as any. I'm not giving him the just behind. He has Michael Thomas. There's no way. No way. There's no chance. I mean, I don't think Adams. I don't think Hopkins. Michael Thomas to get to to get to a twenty uh, over 1,964 yards. Michael Thomas would have to catch 170 passes. Right. You have to have a couple bombs. Yeah. And yeah. they're just not going to do that. The long shot's right. Calvin Ridley. I'll buy that. one. I would say Ridley's a name I was about to mention actually. Yeah. I'll buy that one. I, I would AJ Brown without Julio. Maybe. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. A million targets plus, you know, a couple long ones. I don't see anybody getting close. No, I don't either. Uh, extra You're going to be losing a lot, too. I think Calvin yeah. Johnson's probably losing a lot. Extra points. Oh, geez. The record is 75 by Matt Prater in 2013. Is that before two-point conversions? Yes. Okay. 75 so, extra points is a lot. Yeah. Uh, the favorite, of course, is Harrison Butker. I say how about Butker. Yeah. yeah. Um, just behind him, Justin Tucker. I don't know if the Ravens are going to score 75 touchdowns this season. 75. 75 is a huge number. Huge number without going to two for two on yeah, any of them. On any of them. Right. I don't think that gets touched. Yeah. Although scoring's up, but I don't think no, that gets touched. Not the 75 touchdowns. No I mean, you know, that's, that's remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and the long shot is Matt Gay from the Rams. That's good offense. Yeah. You better not miss many either. Here's a bad one. <laughs> Fumbles. The current record Ooh. is 23 by Kerry Collins in 2001 and Dante Culpepper in 2002. Yeah, so that's more of a quarterback stat than a running yeah. back. I mean, you fumble 23 times a running back. The favorite is Daniel Jones. I was say Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Bad uh, in the pocket. Yeah, he had 18 in, tw- uh, in 2019 and 11 last Bad season. So he's line. getting better. Yeah. Carson Wentz right behind it. If Carson Wentz breaks that record, the Indianapolis Colts are shot. They won't be a 500 team. They won't be a 500 team. Right, and but, they'll be uh, in big trouble. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Those we'll, are big yeah, numbers. Lots of things to think about here as we get closer to the start of the NFL season, but that's going to do it for our show today. So that's a blast. For my, Matt Williamson here on site with me here at Heinz Field, uh, we want to thank Bob Labriola uh, for keep, uh, for joining yeah, us here as nice well. Guess, yeah. And we want to thank uh, Jacob Breck back in studio for keeping us on the air and you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970.